Hey Cam. 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 What? Man? Whoa, 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 whoa. Calm down, man. Just here to congratulate you on 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 us getting to a hundred episodes. It's a damn miracle I've made it that far with you. Roll it! Dansby throws to first base. Is this happening? It is! The Atlanta Braves are world champions! Welcome to the Chatting Average Podcast, presented by Sports Drink. Here are your hosts, Pam Matthews and Alex Butler. Welcome to your friendly neighborhood Atlanta Braves podcast. Welcome to the 100th episode of the Chatting Average podcast. I'm your host, Alex, joined as always by Mr. Cam Matthews. Cam, how's it going today? What? Shaking bacon. All right, you've said it a hundred times. Is that enough? Nah, bro, we just getting started. Damn it. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Yes. Okay, okay. Side note, yes, this is our 100 episode time to celebrate. So I went back this week and listened to, I, I wanted to see if what Shake and Bacon actually started with the first episode, and it did. And then it, it went on to the second episode, and then on episode and, three, and... I believe, <laughs> you stopped me and you go, is that going to be a weekly thing? <laughs> Years later, here we are. Here we are. Literally, years later. And at least at least one person owns a t-shirt with one shaken bacon on it. <laughs> oh, man. Love you, Tyler. Appreciate you, Tyler. That's right. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, 100 episodes is just bananas to me. I figured, when we've said it before, we figured we would last maybe one season. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and hell, the way the first season went, we didn't even know if it was going to last that long. Um, but yeah, right. so I, I, so what we were talking about was for the hundredth episode, rather than than do our our normal uh, opening segment like getting to baseball news and everything like that. Figured we'd take some time and and just have a conversation about the show and what the first hundred episodes is has been like for us. Uh, pull back the curtain for you a little bit, if you will. Um, so yeah, Cam, I guess, uh, we start with, with you sliding into my DMs, right? Yeah, that is how that happened, isn't it? It really is. I, I think I had, I think my Twitter account had hit like, it was like two or 3000 followers. And I wrote a post, something to the effect of you guys are going to mess around and, and make me start a podcast or something. And I think within 24 hours of writing that post, I'd gotten a DM from, from Cam. And uh, I, I don't even think we followed each other at the time. He might, you might've followed me. I'm not sure, but um, we like never interacted at that point. So, so it was, to me, it was just some random Joe, like coming out of nowhere saying, Hey, let's start a podcast. So I was like, all right, I got you. Well, 
<laughs> how about we get on a on a phone call and uh, and just just talk some ball and, and see how it goes. And so we got on a call and I, I think we talked for like two and a half hours that night. Yeah. And that was and and that was the first time we had ever spoken. And uh, I, I, I don't know about you. I assume it's the same. But the second I got off of the call, I'm like that. The last two hours was such a natural conversation. Like, like this is too perfect. Like they, I, I, as soon as we hung up the phone, I knew we were hosting a show together. You know, it's so funny too. Um, after, after, you know, you and I had traded some messages back and forth. I kind of mentioned to my wife, you know, a side note of like, Hey, yeah, me and this guy, we kind of chatted. I think we might, consider hosting a baseball podcast which is like it's something that i think my wife always knew that i wanted to host a podcast i've you know listened to podcasts since podcasts became a thing of like all about you know different things and whatnot and and so that i remember that that afternoon specifically after you had messaged me and said hey here's my phone number why don't you give me a call tonight let's chat a little bit i was like hey megan how about uh how about i'm gonna call that guy later on or we're just going to see we're just going to talk about like what ideas we have and she kind of gave me an odd look because she said do you know this guy like at all <laughs> i'm pretty sure i got the same question from my wife as well yeah i was like uh yeah sure uh but yeah no same thing uh you know when I got off that phone call i was like yeah that that clicked really well like just you know kind of a conversation shooting the breeze that clicked really well and it's been two hours very quickly um so yeah it it was it was exciting that you know you and i hit it off so quickly and i remember (laughs) i remember like 10 minutes into that phone call you make the comment to me hey i'm not gonna lie i'm glad that i answered the phone and you have a bit of a southern accent and i was like oh okay Cool. Appreciate that. Well, no, because I, I, I mean, unless someone tells me differently, I consider myself to have a, a fairly flat accent. And if we're going to be doing uh, a, a podcast based around a team that is the South, uh, I, th- I, I think one getting someone in there who who had called baseball games was huge, and two getting someone who had a little bit of a Southern accent just gives you that kind of unspoken credibility uh, that, that <laughs> I, is, yeah. I would have gotten by myself. That's it. That's it. I am, I am the guy that you nod and say hello to in the gas station, you know, like, <laughs> Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? Like, Cam yeah. is the one at the gas station where you're trying to check out and he's talking to the, the guy at the counter about last week's football game for 30 minutes. No, that's that. <laughs> no, I'm usually the guy that gets stuck behind the guy, you know, working with his scratchers at the counter. Scratching usually, off 97 lottery tickets. Yeah, that's usually my luck whenever I go to the gas station. Like, I'm always behind that guy. This, this is the one. Uh, this is the one. This is the one. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. So, but yeah, like, so I remember, trying to figure out what we were going to do was 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 kind of a challenge i think we spent like four months in the in the planning process building the show yeah we really did um you you had the name pretty quick uh of of what you wanted to do you know and hold on i think i think i might have 
the list of brainstormed names in my phone. <laughs> I'm Michael Judson Barry. And I'm Paris Nicholson. And we're both influencers. We're also your amazing hosts of The Social Dose, a fabulous new podcast where we serve your weekly dose of social's most important stories. It's like the yassification of news brought to you by us, Paris and Michael. Join us and special correspondents three times a week, every week. So listen to The Social Dose from something else and Sony Music Entertainment. Listen and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. Ooh, if this is still in here. Oh, yeah. Podcast ideas. Here we go. Here we go. Let's hear. All right. So so number one on the list, and I I think I I think the second we came up with it, we knew it was the one was chatting average. no, no, no. Time, time just, out, time out. I, I'm, I am never, ever going to claim that I was part of that that brainstorming because you were the one that approached me about the name chatting average. And I think I think by the time that you said it, you already you told me that you already had a Twitter account like locked up with that kind of name in it as well. <laughs> so no, that, that is completely your baby. Do not do not try to be modest about well, that. It worked out. So, so we had we we had chatting average, but other ones we kicked around were rakes takes, uh, shut up and talk, <laughs> uh, paint paint the black, uh, off speed talk, um, and ducks on the pod. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> um, at one point, we were planning to do a uh, uh, do a music minute. Oh yeah, I remember that. I, so I remember. I think I think that might have been my idea. Was we were we were tossing around how to be very a very Atlanta centric kind of podcast, and so I, I thought it'd be a cool idea to have like Atlanta artists featured on a music minute each week, which in hindsight mm-hmm. would have been a terrible idea because we would have run out pretty quick. Oh yeah. Yeah, and the uh, another funny thing I just saw. So on this list of I, brainstorming ideas for the pod, um, it said uh, um, that we should have shorter episodes that are broken up into easily digestible segments. Meanwhile, we went through our entire first season with like two to three hour episodes. Well, to be fair, there was not a whole lot else going <laughs> on those first few months. But yeah, I, I so remember, yeah that I, I remember yeah, the, the big, planning phase being Mm -hmm. pretty long on on our part because and you and i talked about this on that very first phone call i remember we had we had the trouble of figuring out how to be different enough from the other braves podcasts that were out there like at the time i don't think it's so true now because a lot of them have either you know hung it up or, or or dropped off but at the time man everybody seemingly had a braves podcast um yeah and 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 not only were there a ton of braves podcasts there were a ton of very well established braves podcasts yeah yeah exactly so like you had atlanta baseball talk which was very much a general review you know kind of show talk about the games that happened talk about the week ahead call it a day um you had, you know, you had Platinum Sobrero, of course, which, you know, Doc and Dylan are still out there doing their thing. You know, they, they both appeared on 680 The Fan this week and, you know, they've dropped a couple yes, of episodes. So real quick, just let me let me let me just touch on that. Um, anyone who's listened to this show for an extended period of time knows that uh, that that we 
we owe a lot to Doc and Dylan. They helped us out uh, a ton. Uh, they're the ones that hooked us up with uh, with sports drink. Uh, they basically stuck their necks out there and said, hey, you got to bring my friend's pod on. Um, and, and they, this year, uh, called it quits on their pod, the Platinum Sombrero. So uh, much to our surprise, uh, Dylan ended up on the uh, on the Braves radio network this year, hosting the 643 show, uh, typically on Saturdays, but occasionally during weekday uh, evenings. And then for his last show of the season, because football is coming up, so they didn't have spots for baseball on Saturdays, uh, he brought in Doc. And from 9 to 11 this past Saturday morning, Doc and Dylan were live on the Braves radio network. And it was just the coolest thing to see to see our friends, the ones who like picked us up and took them took us with them when uh, when they were doing well with their pod, uh, get to that kind of next level. Like I, I texted Doc right after they got off the air. I'm like, man, you guys, this is this is like the mountaintop for podcasters. Like, enjoy yeah. the view up there. Yeah, very very cool. Uh, yeah, you, I mean, to your point, there were so many just well-established Braves podcasts that the trouble was like, okay, how can we be different? And I remember, you know, we initially talked about, you had already come up with the name Chatting Average, but like we kind of talked about, okay, well, what is, you know, how can that kind of be our identity? And we agreed that we wanted this show to be, you know, not overly analytical, not just a straight review uh, of what had happened, what was coming up, because that had been done so much. You know, we were like, why can't we just be the two guys that you are hanging out with on, you know, on the back porch talking baseball with? And that and I don't think I knew. I don't think I knew this term yet, but what it felt like, uh, what it felt like Braves country was missing was a a, a true fan cast. Yeah, so, so yeah, there were tons to of podcasts out there um, that were uh, very analytical and you know super into like prospects and and knowing what all they're doing coming up and and I mean I, I I can't speak for Cam but I just didn't have knowledge like that so I knew trying to put together a show like that was going to be unrealistic in the first place for one two we you don't want to do something that's already done out there. So exactly, exactly. And we didn't want to try to be something that we're not, you know, that, that was a big thing for us is that we wanted to be genuine. And I think that's something that we've been able to, to be throughout our run. Like, I, I don't feel like at any point did we ever go beyond who you and I are as, as baseball fans. Yeah. And, and actually, uh, we, we, we kind of utilize the fact that we're both wrestling fans as well. So, yeah, um, here's yeah. a secret. Here's here's a secret I'll I'll share with you guys for uh for our 100th episode. Um, if any of you guys are not wrestling fans, um, then you probably uh, our opening tagline, "Welcome to your friendly neighborhood Atlanta Braves podcast." Welcome to Chatting Average. Uh, it probably doesn't set off any bells in your head. Well, if you're a wrestling fan, you probably noticed that I completely ripped that line off from The Miz. Yeah. So if you <laughs> so if you go on to YouTube and look up uh, a segment that they would do on Monday Night Raw called Ms. TV, every single time they opened it, he he would open it up with uh, uh, "Welcome to the most must see TV" or what was it? "Welcome to the most must see uh, talk show in WWE history." Welcome to Ms. TV, and the whole crowd would chant it along with him. But I'm like, hey, 
eh, we're not doing wrestling stuff. I can probably get away with ripping that one off. Yeah, I remember you asked me. You were like, what would you think if I did this? And I said, go for it. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> and just here we are. It. Here we are. So, all right. I, what what was your most memorable moment of, of season one, you feel like? Like I, like, I feel like there were a lot. But when, yeah, you, think so, of, when, you, when you think of that first year, what, what, what do you think of? Um, the, the first year was, was obviously interesting having to tr- try to figure out how to fill content with, without any baseball at, <laughs> after we spend, you know, four or five months carefully trying to craft each and every little segment of a baseball show, um, only to arrive at opening day with no baseball. Um, but I will say my, my most memorable thing from season one was actually the guests we were able to get. Oh, um, man. You know, we've we've gone more in the direction of of running the shows with just the two of us, and, and I think that's something that's that's going very well. But uh, and and of course, you know, when when the time comes and the situation presents itself, we we would love to continue having guests on here. We're just not, you know, seeking them out as as hard as we were at the very beginning. Like at the very beginning, I had it in my head that we had to have a guest like every week. Right, right. But but I think through that, you know, we, we've definitely made some great connections with the show. And, you know, I think of a guy like a Grant McCauley, who I can confidently say, if we messaged him tonight and said, hey, can you join us next week for the show? He would be like, yeah, absolutely. What day and time? You know what I mean? So uh, come to find out, um, and just purely by coincidence figured this out, uh, Grant McCauley is almost a neighbor of mine, uh, lives less than two miles away from my house. No, um, and... <laughs> that's hilarious. Not... Have I not told you this? No, you have not told me this. Okay, so um, so this past Christmas, uh, Grant McCauley wanted to give Cam and I some some baseball cards as a Christmas gift. Um, so so he asked for our addresses, and Cam gave him his in North Carolina, and I gave him mine. And then he DM'd me on the side, and he was like, um. Hey, I'm just going to come put these in your mailbox. <laughs> so, so Grant, That's like, so Grant just gets up, gets in his car, drives over here. I had COVID at the time, so I couldn't go out and say hi or anything, but uh, he drove by. Did, and, you, did uh, you look like Macaulay Culkin at the end of Home Alone, just like waving out the window in your pajamas? Honestly, I didn't even make it to the window. I, that, that was like <laughs> one of my worst days. <laughs> Wife, wife was wife just hollered from the front room like I think Grant just brought your baseball cards. <laughs> um, a very yeah, baseball he... journalist looking guy out front. <laughs> but yes, uh, meeting the, like I, I I don't know about you, Cam, but but like these these personalities around the Braves um, that we've had the opportunity to to either meet or or interview um prior to doing this show they always kind of seemed larger than life to me um i don't know like on a on a different level from everybody else and and i think what i've learned most from talking to these people is is just like how to remove that and and just having conversations with real people like not not just some talking head on the radio or tv Right, right. Yeah, I, I think back to when we had Jared Carabas on the show at, at the end of last season. 
And, you know, that was a very big deal for us because I think in terms of like follower count, the people that we've had on this show, he's he's got to be at the top. Right. And it's not it's not even close. Yeah, it's not even close. I mean, you know, say what you want about the guy. He is a huge personality in the world of baseball. And, you know, we were able to get him on the show. And I think he might have had me the most I'm not I'm going to say the word nervous, like but the most focused of any guests we've ever had because I knew that, you know, this guy's a big deal. And he hops on and you could not you could not have asked for a more like down to earth, personable guy. You know, we had a great time with him. I think our segment with him was like what, forty minutes long? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and then, then we probably and then we stopped off recording. the air for twenty or thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah. Then we stopped recording and he just hangs on with us and like just I think he talked wrestling with us for like 30 minutes after we were done recording because he's a big wrestling yes. guy too. So, I mean, that, so, that was, that was really cool. And, you know, it's so, it, it was moments like those, especially at the end of last year, you know, winning the world series and all the podcasts that we got to do after that and everything. There were, there were quite a few moments where I would, you know, I would take off my headphones and, you know, and unplug my mic and think, Man, I'm really getting to do some stuff like this. Like that is really yeah. Really like cool. like we've we have gotten to do some some really cool things. Um, like we we had Ben Ingram on our our fourth or fifth episode ever. Um, we had Tucker Davidson on uh, one of one of our first four or five episodes as well uh, as a double A pitcher, and then brought him back on after. He had gotten a start in the World Series and won a ring with the Braves last year. So, right. so to, to like to like the whole it. emphasis on us bringing him on the first time was that um, that hey, learn about this kid was that demonstration video where uh, he had hit like oh, yeah. one at driveline or something. Like that was the whole emphasis of having him on because he had kind of like sparked up because of that video. And then the second time we have him on, yeah, to your point, like. He's won a world championship, you know? Yep. It's, and it's, just, it's just cool. to, to be able to talk to him and, and, and like go through that, that full circle uh, thing with him. Uh, that, that was really cool. That was very, very cool. And, and uh, I think one of my favorites was um, it was after we had won the red series in uh in 2021 uh so it was our first postseason series win since like hell what was it 2009 it was it was an obscene amount of time that it had been yeah um and so we went out and we got grant mccauley and mark owens um and kevin McAlpin all on the same show and it no, was no 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 it wasn't kevin McAlpin. not not on that one third? michael kelly Oh, we did have Michael Kelly on that one. We've gotten the Hollywood stars actor, on the show. The Hollywood actor, Michael Kelly. So cool. So and, cool. And, and talk about just another guy that, like, after we got off, like, dude just chatted with us for a while. Like, We have not had a, a, not a single one of the guests that we've ever had on the show uh, has ever made us feel like, like, they're big time or, or, or better than us in any way. Like it's just, it, it's cool to, to have those conversations on a level playing field with these guys. Yeah. And it, Mar- it, Mark Owen specifically, that guy is fun to talk to because he is an absolute machine. Oh, you just, dude. You, you put we, the we key in his back, you wind it up podcast. and you let him go. 
and we wouldn't yeah, we, have talked. <laughs> no, no, we, we could have had a three-hour podcast with Mark Owens that day. We were, that, we were packing three guests onto the same show, so we told all of them, like, yeah, we're, we're, we don't want to take too much of your time. We're, we're thinking about 20 minutes with, with each guest. Um, and then Mark gets on and he's just going and going and going. We get to like 25, 30 minutes and I'm, I'm like trying to transition out of, he's like, what, what, we can go some more. Like we're good. And he, yeah, I remember he was like, of course we were on, we were on Skype at the time and we all had our webcams on and we were talking and I remember like he was sitting on his back deck, just hanging out Sunday afternoon, you know, like, yeah, yeah, he, 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 he was a fun guest. Yeah, that was fantastic. Um, the, the I, I, I kind of debated whether to tell these stories. Uh, we 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 did have some some bad luck with a few guests. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I'm gonna mention this, but before I do, I just want to say that this is in no way uh, reflective of them as people. Uh, nope. I harbor no <laughs> ill will uh, towards towards either of these men. Um, but as I'm sure any of you would assume, when you're attempting to get a hold of a Major League Baseball player for an interview, um, if you're not coming from one of like the big boy networks, it's not the easiest thing in the world to do. Um, so <laughs> there were a few guys that we actually had scheduled and and never ended up getting to do the interview with. Uh, and those were uh, were Luke Jackson and Andrew Jones. I, I had I had a. Uh, <laughs> Uh, dude, that Andrew Jones stuff almost killed me. I, because, like, when I was talking to him, it was it was within our first couple of episodes, and he replied to me out of nowhere. Um, and so I'm like, all right, here we go. We could make this happen. And and I mean, just think as as an upstart Braves podcast, if you land someone like Andrew Jones, so put yourself in in my shoes. Five episodes in, DMing back and forth with Andrew Jones trying to set up an interview time didn't end up working out but uh, honestly just to have I, like I still have DMs from Andrew Jones in my uh, in my Twitter account so uh, even though we didn't get to interview him that was pretty cool that was cool I remember I think you I think you had sent me a screenshot of his very first reply <laughs> and it was something like, I can't today. I'm playing golf. Let me let me get back with you on that. Like, not a hey, who are you? What is your show or anything? He was yeah. like, hey, I can't today, but let me let me double check. Something. Very much acting like, yeah, I know who you are, and we can totally do this. <laughs> like, you don't know us. Part of me still thinks that he thought you were actually Austin Riley. I, I that's that's probably the only reason he replied. <laughs> I still, and then he just kind of like played the long game a little bit of like crap. That's not actually Austin Riley, but I can't just leave this guy hanging. <laughs> oh, fun times, fun. Times. Uh, good times. Um, but yeah, before we get into uh, this week in baseball history, um, we we wouldn't be able to truly celebrate our 100th episode without a little bit of participation from from all of you guys who who follow the show and participate in the show and leave us voicemails. Um, it, it, it really, it's part of what keeps us going, uh, getting that interaction from you guys and knowing that, that you're interested somewhat in what we do. Um, so without further ado, let's see, we've got, uh, we've got a text from an 803 number here. We've got 
Alexander, Cameron Endor. This is the head of the insane asylum, one Bailey Black. Why do seagulls fly over the ocean? Because if they flew over the bay, we'd call them bagels. Seriously, though, thank you for ruining all of my Mondays with your annoying jokes and how bacon can apparently shake. <laughs> Still waiting for my invite. Keep up the terrible work. Love you, Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bailey. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, I don't know who this one's from, but uh, it's from a 404 number. Uh, it says, congratulations on your 100th episode. I started listening last year, and y'all make Mondays a lot better for me. I come home from work and put on chatting average while making dinner. I love the dad jokes and just how much both of you guys love baseball and the Braves. Can't think of anything else to say except keep up the good work and go Braves. That's hey. what it's all about, guys. Thanks, guy. You know, it. speaking of like former podcasts and voicemails and stuff, all the voicemails and texts that we had um, – after for for our World Series episode, oh are still, man, are still bananas to me because like especially because I didn't know who half of those people were, which is nope, which was really close. cool, you know. That was so much fun. Um, for those of you who who may have missed that one, uh, go back and listen to the first episode we dropped after the Braves won the World Series. So I think. I think the date on it would have been November 4th or around there. Um, but yeah, we put out, we put out the bat signal said, Hey, we want to hear from all of you guys. And we asked that immediately after the Braves won. So we caught everybody kind of in the, in the heat of it. And we got some incredible voicemails on that. Um, God, there was, uh, there was, uh, I think there was like an injured firefighter who was watching from home. There was one guy that yeah. had just lost his dad, who was a huge Braves fan, like, like really deep emotional stuff that, that we didn't expect, but was absolutely phenomenal. That people cared to share with us. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. that was, you know, we, to that point, our show had had a really good run and. You know, we had met some really cool people and made some like really good friends through Twitter and, you know, had built up a good little community. Right. And then all of a sudden we turn around on that World Series episode and it's just so many people that like I did not recognize the name of or I didn't even know being part of the show. That was cool to me. And that really opened my eyes kind of for the first time that, hey, there are even more people out there than than we interact with on a consistent basis that are listening to us that like we're part of their you know weekly you know weekly traditions that that was cool yeah and, and like I, it's 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 easy to, for us to forget like we interact with a with a ton of you guys but but when it when you boil it down we we're probably really interacting with you know, 25 to, to 30 people on Twitter. And, and that's cool. And that's, that's a, a big presence and that gives us a ton of content. But at the same time that there are, there are hundreds of people out there that, that are listening to us that we aren't interacting with every day, like, like so many of these people. So um, yeah, getting, getting that opportunity to hear from some of them was really cool. Very cool. Very cool. All right. So let's get into the voicemails. Uh, we are, we are heading out west first and foremost to uh, speak with our our Padres correspondent. What's up, Chatting Average? It's 
Padres official correspondent, Sam Nair. Uh, just wanted to tell you guys congratulations on your 100th episode. Um, as the correspondent, I couldn't do this without doing a voicemail, so I wrote you guys a little poem. I hope you like it. <clears throat> congratulations to you, Rakes and Cam. I love you more than green eggs and ham. You made it to episode 100, and I consider you both my hero. I've enjoyed all the dad jokes and stories you've told, and the guest appearances from Jeff, who is old. Your <laughs> popularity came out in the spurt, with rings higher than Dunna's shirt. You've now been around for three playoff hunts, but my favorite was when you beat those Dodger crap head sorry. <laughs> Then you covered the Braves when the World Series had reached a plateau, which was especially satisfying because it upset Joe. You'll easily make it another 100 episodes, I hope, as long as Cam doesn't get you canceled by the Pope. I look forward to more years of average chatting. I know you will be more successful than NCRD batting. Congrats again, guys. <laughs> that was... <laughs> Man, that was good. Oh, that was oh. so good. Okay, so not not, not going to lie, not going to lie, when he first said, I've got a poem for you guys, I was not actually expecting something that great. That was, that like, he sat down and took some time to put that together. Good Lord. There, there was some genuine thought there. There really was. That was great. That is true. And, uh, and, and just so you guys know, uh, if, if you're into this sort of thing, at the very end of the show... Uh, after the the closing theme song and everything, uh, I'm gonna clip in another voicemail that that Sam sent to us. Uh, the reason I'm hiding it at the end is is because it's it's not quite safe for work. So if you're listening to the Chatting Average podcast at work, um, shut it off during the closing theme song. Ooh. <laughs> Cam, you know which voicemail it is. You're right. <laughs> oh mercy i can't believe you're actually putting that on here uh why not screw it it's 100th episode all right our next voicemail comes from i i think the person who's our 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 number one bullpen piece our closer mr jeff donahue there he is gentlemen good evening this is Jeff Donahue, and I'm just calling to wish you guys, uh, well, actually, congratulate you guys on the 100th episode, and uh, just say that I enjoyed all 100 episodes up until this point, and enjoyed uh, a small part that I've played in a couple of them from either being a guest or uh, co-hosting with both of you at various times. It's been a, a, fun, a fun ride thus far. Um, going to a... Uh, initial episode of Tiger King and pandemic baseball with hardly any content through winning the World Series and having more than you can think about to talk about. Um, it's been really incredible. I'm proud of you guys. You put on a great show. Uh, here's to 100 more episodes. Y'all take care. See ya. Aww. Uh, I, I love me some Jeff Donahue, guys. I uh, really do. I mean, this this guy is is... Like we we asked him to to step in when one or, one of us couldn't do the show a uh, couple of times early on, and 
and and he was he was so into it he went and got himself his own microphone yeah he did like <laughs> we're we're gonna have to we're, we might have to find us a vehicle for jeff donahue eventually Ooh. Interesting. Hmm. we'll we'll think on that one uh but moving right along uh let's see who we've got next Joe uh, Brave said that. I just wanted to ask, how confident are you that Austin Riley was bullied into changing his theme song to a Stone Cold Walk-Up? I think it's like 99% chance he doesn't give a shit and Twitter bullied him into it. Joe Brave. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, I, think that, I think that said that was Matt. Um, I am 100% convinced that Austin Riley was bullied into making Stone Cold Steve Austin's theme song his walk-up music. Um, you know, am, 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 am I a hero for, for spearheading that movement? Um, I wouldn't say that you guys might, I wouldn't say that. Um, (laughs) can I, can I just say something? Just please. Something something that's, that's funny to me because it doesn't matter because Twitter is not real life whatsoever. Um, Absolutely not. You made the comment earlier of like, you know, talking about our origin story on how we first, inter- you know, was introduced to each other. And you were like, yeah, I think at the time I had just hit like two or 3,000 followers. And like, meanwhile, I'm sitting here year three of that chatting average trying to still hit 2,000 followers. Anyway, next voicemail. <laughs> uh, go follow at HeyCam93 on Twitter if you're not. Anyway. Anyway. All right. Uh, let's see. I, I don't know who this is, but maybe they'll tell us. Uh, uh, hi, Kai. Um, Adam. Um, Adam. Uh, this is uh, this is Will. Uh, oh no! Oh God! I know that, uh, that you guys haven't been very nice to me recently, but I just wanted to. Thank you guys um, for having me on the show um, a long time ago. And just wanted to congratulate you guys on your 50th episode. I know that when you have, when you have a radio show, um, having 50 episodes is um, quite a big accomplishment. So I just wanted to congratulate you guys. Um, and, uh, um, no, mom, I'm on the phone. Um, I'm sorry. I, I just wanted to congratulate you guys for, uh, for 50, um, 50 episodes. Um, you, yeah, I, good job. Okay. I gotta go. I just, I just want to say that I blame you for that voicemail coming in because you let him on this show in the first place. That was Ringgold Wrangler's pitcher, Will Smathers, that little bitch. I didn't uh, – uh, I should have changed the voicemail line. Thanks, I, I, Will. I, I leave the podcast for two weeks, and you bring Will Smathers on, and I will never that, forget, uh, forgive you for this. I, I deserve that. You do. You do indeed. All right, guys, we're going into our final voicemail uh, for episode 100. And it wouldn't be a celebratory episode of the Chatting Average podcast 
without a voicemail from 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 our supply chain crisis actor, <laughs> Mr. Joseph. <laughs> Is that actually what you're gonna call him? <laughs> it fits. Oh, it does. Hey guys, it's, uh, it's Joe. Currently, my location is a small town called Alturas, California. None of that matters. But um, you guys are having your 100th show. That's 100. You and Wilt, exclusive company. Oh man, there's a grocery outlet over there. Oh man, guess what? I'm eating groceries, boys. I don't know where that southern accent came from. Actually, I do. My daughter made me start doing it. I can't stop. So, well, I'm going to get a grocery outlet. I don't know. You guys like the grocery outlet jingle? It's like, save big money at Menards. <laughs> Actually, I was about to walk to the gas station to um, purchase some drinks and perhaps use the toilet. divorced moms out there. <laughs> oh, Joe is a treasure. He is absolutely one of a kind. Uh, he's been with and, us and, since like day one. Oh, absolutely, yeah. It, it's it's great. He's definitely our most consistent caller and voicemail lever. Absolutely, and 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 if you're following him on Twitter, he's uh he's driving around the country, I believe, with his daughter right now. Uh, she's she's tagging along with him on a road trip, so that's uh, that's actually been pretty cool to watch. Yes, it has. I mean, we we based an entire Christmas episode off of his voicemails. Yes, we did. That was great. That, that was, was great. a lot of fun. All right, so uh, so Cam, that's uh, that's enough hemming and hawing about our uh, our own history. What do you say we take a look at some baseball history? Well, before we do that, I oh. think we I think we do need to. Uh, to broach a subject on this oh. show. Oh, Cam, 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 Cam. Uh, how could I forget? So, I've uh, been teasing some stuff, Cam. You want to you wanna fill the people in? Sure, sure. So, I believe, uh, believe two weeks ago, we sent a tweet out on the show that said something along the lines of, like, two weeks and then... Um, if you go back and listen to the podcast two weeks ago at the very tail end, there was a little Easter egg, like right after the outro. And then last week, uh, you and I, you know, made reference to, to something about the number six. And then, uh, at the end of last week's episode, it was a little bit longer of an Easter egg. And, uh, 
yeah so as as the show begins to grow and continues to grow and our community is growing and and sounds like you're about to talk to me about the birds and the bees cam well, you see, when a <laughs> male microphone jack and a female microphone receptacle love each other very much. <laughs> no, so uh, the the you know we're still part of Sports Drink, of course, but seemingly the chatting average network is growing. So, uh, my official announcement to you guys is that starting this week, as you listen to this podcast on Monday, August 29th, on Thursday, September 1st, you will be introduced to the very first episode of Chatting Yardage, a college football podcast hosted by myself. Hell yes! Yes. Yeah! So, So, as you probably have heard over the course of this show and one of our episodes last year, huge college football fan, always have been. And I figured it was finally time to, you know, dive into the dive into the realm uh, of talking about it. Um, so Alex and I discussed uh, discussed how we should handle this, and uh, we kind of came to the idea that maybe it should just be a one man show. And basically, uh, my my idea going forward with this is to kind of review the the previous weekend and look ahead at the upcoming weekend, because tying back to the theme of, of this show here of just trying to be you know, sitting around talking uh, about the sport. That's what I hope chatting yardage will be as well. Um, I've got some neat segments uh, in, in store for you guys on that. Um, Alex won't necessarily be completely on the sidelines with us. I, we'll, we'll I won't. Do. I won't be a co-host, but I'll, uh, I'll I'll drop in with some little bits here and there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you can look forward to that. That's going to drop every Thursday morning. Um, we'll have it available for you Thursday morning on your way, on your way to work as you hit your commute. Uh, so that way you if can you have are, it. If you are following the Chatting Average podcast on your favorite podcast outlet, the first few episodes of Chatting Yardage will be released under the Chatting Average header. So you will get an alert on Thursday if your notifications are on for Chatting Average. Uh, we will transition to, uh, to it being its own, its own platform uh a few weeks down the road uh but uh just to get off the ground uh you'll you'll be seeing those with the other chatting average episodes that's right that's right and uh be sure to go follow us on twitter at chatting yardage uh the twitter account is active is active and live so uh be sure to go check check us out on there i'm i'm very excited about this i i'm very excited to to bring something that you know falls under the chatting average umbrella, but is is a new uh, a new direction. Yeah, it's it's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm, I'm Cam. I'm glad you're doing this. I quite frankly, I just don't have enough knowledge about college football to pull something like this off, but I know that you do. So I have I have supreme faith that this is going to be a uh, a college football pod of the absolute highest order. Well, I appreciate that, and I'm looking forward to it. So be on the lookout for that this coming Thursday morning. It's going to be going to be a good time. Also, this All is my right, last yeah. episode of Chatting Average. No. All right, we are going to jump into this week in baseball history. As always, you can find these facts at nationalpastime.com. And the week we're going to be looking at is August 29th through September 4th. 
our first fact comes to us from August 29th, 2007. With Bobby, with Bobby Abreu at bat and Derek Jeter on second base in the second inning at Yankee Stadium, visiting Red Sox manager Terry Francona is told to go to the dugout tunnel to show compliance with baseball's dress code. The baseball skipper, who is known not to wear his uniform jersey underneath his pullover, is upset with the timing of, quote, shirt gate because the inspection takes place during the game. During the game? During the game. He, he oh, I would have been livid. Oh, boy. <laughs> I bet he was fuming. But I've never realized I, that. And, he, like, right, rightfully so, though. Like, does like, this matter right now? If, yeah, if you want to inspect, inspect before the game. Like, once the game starts, that's just ticky-tack. Yeah. I never realized either, though, that, like, he didn't wear his jersey top underneath his, his hoodie. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. Okay, here. Like, a jersey's not a comfortable garment if you're wearing something over it. Here's a question for you. Speaking, speaking of hoodies, are you mm-hmm. team T-shirt or no shirt when it comes to wearing a hoodie? Uh, at the very least, I'm wearing an undershirt. Okay. okay. Um, that, that, but I'm usually, good. but I'm usually wearing a t-shirt. Okay. Okay. Same here. Same here. I've seen people get very defensive about, no, a hoodie is a shirt. You don't wear anything underneath it. And I'm like, no, um, if I'm wearing a hoodie, I'm wearing it because layers. Well, and the 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 beauty of of the hoodie is as long as you wear a shirt or an undershirt underneath it is you can wear it for like a week straight and it's fine. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Plus hoodies typically do not run as long lengthwise as t-shirts do either. So if your boy bends over, guess what? I don't want you seeing my lower back and seeing my tramp stamp. That's why I'm wearing a (laughs) t-shirt underneath my hoodie. (laughs) It's the chatting average logo. Does Cam have a tramp stamp? The world will never know. <laughs> to be fair, you guys have like two photos of me out there on my Twitter account that you constantly use to Photoshop stuff. So how do you even know that's me? Well, um, I mean, there's there's the video of, of you and I dancing before a Carolina football game. That is true. That is true. <laughs> Anyway, our next fact comes to us from August 31st, 2012. Bob Euchre, known for his humor on and off the diamond, is honored by the Brewers in a lighthearted dedication ceremony outside Miller Park that unveils a seven-foot bronze statue of the team's popular broadcaster. The sculpture, depicting the smiling Mr. Baseball with his hands in his pockets, joins the likenesses of Hall of Famers Hank Aaron, Robin Yount, and Baseball Commissioner Bud Selig in front of the ballpark. That's awesome. That is cool. He's uh, a, he's a, I mean, like, there's what, two commentators that have statues, him and Harry Carey? Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. I mean, cool. wait, does, does, uh, uh, oh, oh no, the, the, uh, Vin Scully, does Vin Scully not have a statue? I don't think he has one, but I've seen, like, Plenty of public. Uh, I'll get dem- to the building, LA. Yeah, public demand might be the wrong word, but like plenty of public input on that. That like, hey, there probably should be a Vin Scully statue outside of Dodger Stadium, which I, I agree with. I mean, he's he's a quintessential part of your franchise's history. So, 
Yeah, that's cool. We, this is definitely, this is always, always has been and always will be a Bob Euchre podcast. Absolutely. All right. Would, would we all know his name if it weren't for the Major League movies? Yes, absolutely. I mean, yeah. You, but, uh, that being said, you you listen to far more baseball on the radio than than the average human. Yes. Um, so I I think I feel like that's the reason he's as well known nationally as he is. Um. Yeah, to a point, like probably because once those movies came out, then then even like the most casual of baseball fans knew who he was. Right. I would I would definitely say that to uh, yeah, to 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 a younger baseball fan like like around our age. Yeah, that was myself. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know, so um <laughs> that that's probably how a lot of a lot of people in that age group learn of Bob Uecker. but you got to understand that it, it, especially like in the 70s and into the 80s like this is a guy who appeared on nighttime talk shows. Like he went on Carson quite. Did he really? Yes. Oh, yeah. see, I was not aware of all that. Yeah, like he he ML, I think it's MLB Network has a really good MLB Network presents hour long documentary on him. I think it's called Mr. Baseball. Like it's just tremendous about you know his early playing days and then how he got into broadcasting and then how that transformed into an entertainment career. I mean, he was part of a lot of different. I think he was on Mr. Belvedere quite a bit back when that show was running. I don't, I don't know if you've ever heard, heard of the sitcom Mr. Belvedere, but he was like a constant guest guest star on that. Like he had he had other. Dads. How are you not thirty years older than me, Cam? I don't understand it. Okay, here. What the hell is Mr. Belvedere? How do you how do you not how do you know what Mr. Belvedere is? Um, I, I don't know, but because I was born in the 1900s, you you didn't you didn't have parents that watched like TV Land growing up. Oh, well, we watched tons of TV Land, but it was you know like, Mr. Belvedere. Okay, okay. Mama's family and Green Acres and. Uh, I love Lucy, and uh, what else was in there? Oh, Andy oh, you, you, you know, you know what is my favorite black besides Andy Griffith show, of course, because that is a staple, especially if you're a North Carolinian. But there it is. You, you know what my favorite, my my other favorite black and white TV show is that I have every episode sitting on my YouTube TV DVR right now. What's that? The Monsters. Oh yeah, great show. I I love the monsters so much, and I am so sad. I will say, as far Bob as black and white TV goes, <laughs> as far as black and white TV goes, I love me some Mister Ed. Mister Ed's good. Yeah, yeah, Mister Mister Ed is funny. That's good stuff. And they yeah, yeah, Bob... smeared peanut butter in the horse's mouth to make it look like he was talking. Did you learn that through <laughs> Doctor Doolittle? Because I did. Probably. Probably the, the Eddie Murphy, Dr. Doolittle. Good times. Uh, All right. Our next fact comes to us from September 2nd, 1957. At Wrigley Field, the Braves sweep the Cubs 23-10 to 10 and 4 to nothing in a doubleheader. Frank Torrey crosses the plate in the first, second, third, fourth, sixth, and ninth innings in the opener, tying a major league record by scoring six times in one game. Wow. And yes, Frank Torrey is the older brother of Joe Torrey. 
for those wondering. Huh. Yeah. Which, of course, the Braves are really good that season, 1957. They win the World Series that year against the Yankees. So That'll do. So, you know, when you think of Tories and the Braves, you, of course, think of Joe Tory, but his older brother, Frank Tory, was also a Brave. Fun fact. Huh. Oh, I right. learned something here today. There you go. That's that's what this segment is for. Hopefully, when you walk away from this segment, you've learned four things. Our final fact comes to us from September 4th, 2007. In the fifth inning of Florida's loss 4-3 to three to Washington, Miguel Cabrera singles off of Sean Hill to drive home Hanley Ramirez for his 500th career RBI. The Marlin third baseman reaches the milestone at the age of 24 years and 139 days, with only Hall of Famers Mel Ott and Ted Williams getting to the mark at a younger age. So here's something I just discovered. Um, We are far enough removed from a team called the Florida Marlins existing that when you started uh, when you started talking and you said Florida played Washington, I thought we were talking about college baseball for a second. <laughs> the Gators and the Huskies. Like, I officially had to think about it for a minute to realize that Florida was a professional baseball team. Did it Did it throw you off again to think of Florida Marlin Miguel Cabrera? No, no, that one, I, he always, like, I, I, I still see him as a, as a Marlin. I don't know why. Yeah, I think when I think of Florida Marlin Miguel Cabrera, I think of 2003 World Series Miguel Cabrera. Like, I don't think of much else of his career as a Marlin because he had so much success in Detroit. You know, like, that's where he had his triple crown and the MVP and, you know. Um, But, you know, the fact that he was a featured piece on some of the most disappointing baseball teams of all time. Oh, Jesus. I I those, still, God, I still those Detroit blame, teams were so good. Man, I still blame friend of the show Goldberg's Boston Red Sox for forcing Jim Leland to retire after the 2013 postseason. Yep, and that was the uh, the first championship series game I I ever got to go to was I believe it was game game five or six of that series uh, between the Red Sox and the Tigers. Um, in Detroit, uh, I know Anibal Sanchez was pitching, and I think it was the one where Napoli hit a monster to dead center field to win the game. Um, which, so, which, yeah. which game? Which game was the was the grand slam in the bottom of the ninth? That's a good question. I do not recall. Man, but, I mean, what a series that was! Though. Just look at those. Look at those teams and all the oh my god, the Detroit Tigers were so good. They had Verlander and Scherzer and Anibal Sanchez, who at the time was a, a Cy Young candidate. Um yeah. who else did they had? They had uh oh, they were they were like they had six or seven pitchers who are all now like marquee names. I'm, I'm pulling up the 2013 Detroit. I believe uh, Jose Jose Valverde was their closer, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, let's see. You had Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer, Doug Fister, Anibal Sanchez, Rick Porcello. Yep. In the bullpen. Yep. You had you had Drew Smiley, Jose Alvarez, Bruce Rondon, Jose Ortega, Jose Valverde. Yeah, I mean. 
That's a, and and in the lineup, and then, you, and had, then, you had you had uh, Alex, you had Alex Avila, Prince Fielder, Omar Infante, Johnny Peralta, Miguel Cabrera, Andy Dirks, Austin Jackson, Tory Hunter, Victor Martinez. Ridiculous team. Yeah. It's inexcusable yeah. that that team did not win a World Series. 2013, you had Nick Castellanos. Did they really? Yes. I didn't think I didn't think he was up by then. Huh. Yeah. Well, he he was 21 uh, at the time. He he only appeared in 11 games, so it looks like he was like a September. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. But even in 11 games, he batted 278. Yeah, t- Tory Hunter was insane in center field. That was during the the his prime. Um, here, 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 here's a question for you. During that era of like 2009, let's say, to 2014, which team should have won a World Series more? The Texas Rangers or the Detroit Tigers? I'm still going Tigers. Still going Tigers? Yeah. Because I, yeah. I, like I feel like the Tigers had at least four or five years of just having – a roster that that screams World Series at you, yeah, yeah. But then you had the Rangers who go in back to back years and then just lose in the worst fashions possible. Yeah, like I I I still think about. See, I'm actually two- thrilled that that happened because if that hadn't gone down the way it did, I don't think Ron Washington would be at third base for the Braves today. Yeah, I still think about Game Six in St. Louis of that Rangers Cardinals series. Of like you were you were one out away, you were one yep. out away from getting the first World Series in franchise. Like it, it's so heartbreaking to me. Ugh. So yeah. if you ever want to feel like super sad and have sad boy days, just go pull up that because <laughs> it's the worst. Unless you're a Cardinals fan, and then you think the world the, the world of baseball revolves around you, and you jump in my mentions over nothing. <laughs> God, I hate God what a time that was. They're, they're the worst. Anyway, that has been this week in baseball history. Do with that useless knowledge what you will. All right, guys, we'll be right back to recap the last week for the Braves. Take a look at what's up ahead. All right, guys, when we spoke last week, we were coming off of an incredibly difficult stretch between with the uh, with the Mets and the Astros. That was probably the most difficult week on our schedule. We came into this week with a little bit lighter of a load. We started with a three-game series in Pittsburgh against the Pirates. For the first game of the series, we had Jake Odorizzi on the hill going up against Rosny Contreras for the Pirates. Odorizzi had his best start to date as a Brave with six innings pitched, four hits, one earned run, no walks, and seven strikeouts. So, uh, So really encouraging to see from him. Uh, On the other side, Contreras for the Pirates goes seven innings, allowing four hits, two earned runs, walks three, and strikes out five. Uh, So I I would say probably an above-average outing for a Pittsburgh starter. uh, Did really well, and uh, we we fought to get those two runs off of him. Um, Those two runs came as a product of a Michael Harris, the second home run to left field, 391 feet, scoring his buddy Vaughn Grissom. That would hold despite... Uh, despite O'Neill Cruz homering to right, Braves win two to one. Ah, well, you know O'Neill Cruz is inconsistent at best at the plate. I bet we won't have to see another home run from him. <laughs> 
So we get into the Tuesday game uh, against uh, against the Pirates. Uh, we have Max Freed taking the hill against JT Brubaker for the Pirates. Max Freed does Max Freed things. Goes eight innings, allowing three hits, one earned run, walked one, struck out seven. But he did allow a home run to Michael Chavis. Um, but that was all of the damage for the day. Uh, anytime you get eight, in, eight innings out of your starter, you're going to be excited about that. And Lord knows we were. Uh, did get a homer from Travis Darno. Uh Michael Harris chipped in with a double. Uh, and Colin McHugh comes in to uh, to close out the game for the Braves. Goes one perfect inning with two strikeouts. Braves win six to one. Yeah, just another, you know, yes, we're playing the, the Pirates, but you go out there and you handle business as you should. You do. Uh, and, and, yeah, you can't get too excited about a couple of wins against the Pirates because, after all, they are the Pirates, but... There's a time of year where you need wins. Doesn't matter who they come against. So we have struggled a little bit this year with the third game of series, it seems. Um, so really wanted to see the sweep in this one. Had Kyle Wright taking the mound, uh, going up against Mitch Keller for the Pirates. Kyle Wright, right back into form. Seven innings pitched, two hits, one walk and eight strikeouts, no earned runs. Drops his ERA below three once again. Uh, Braves offense did some work in this game. Started in the second with Will William Contreras homering to, to center field, 430 feet scoring Matt Olson. Uh, and then they gave us some help. Eddie Rosario scored on an error. Uh, we had singles all over the place, uh, RBI singles all day long before Matt Olson hits a monster blast to right field. Uh, grand slam in the eighth inning to put the Braves up. 13 to nothing. We tack on one more before allowing a couple of late runs to the Pirates in the ninth, but the final 14 to two for your Atlanta Braves. They sweep the Pirates before heading to St. Louis. A grand slam into the Allegheny. Matt Olson becomes the first Brave to hit a ball out of PNC Park and into the Allegheny River, which just it. It was awesome. It was unbelievable to watch, but like it just doesn't seem real that no Brave has has done that since the park opened. I, I thought maybe it was a foul ball, but I feel like Freddie had ripped one real hard there at PNC. Yeah, I yeah. I don't know. I don't. I, I feel like I remember that, but maybe it was a foul ball or, or something, or maybe they never actually tracked it. I don't know. But yeah, hit, yeah, hit the absolute hit the absolute snot out of that one. And, and I forget if it was this game or the game before, but um, speaking of O'Neill Cruz, um, O'Neill Cruz had a had a nice little single. Uh, nice, nice, nice little single. He uh, he hit off of the right field wall. Uh, a nice little single that he hit off of the right field wall at 122 miles an hour. The yeah. hardest hit ball in the Statcast era, and I think you could you could probably safely assume the hardest baseball ever hit. I know I haven't seen a baseball hit much harder than that. I'm surprised it didn't put a hole in the damn wall. So I, I, I was working and I had the radio feed on, and just the way it sounded, man, it was different. Yeah, and and it was like it was off the bat and. 
before the camera even had time to pan to it, it was hitting the wall. Like that was a frozen rope at 122. It just insane, insane to me. So we travel from Pittsburgh to St. Louis to take on the division leading Cardinals looking to carry over some of that uh, momentum we got from the sweep of the Pirates. Uh, did not start out well. Spencer Strider did allow a run in the third, uh, but the Braves offense came back and picked him up, uh, really going off starting in the fourth inning. Um, we had uh, we had Homer, or sorry, we had doubles from Travis Darno, Matt Olson, William Contreras, and two from Michael Harris the second. No home runs in this game, but the Braves still managed to win 11-4. to So that potent Braves offense, staying right where it was in Pittsburgh, really got to love that. Yeah, yeah, it, a good game that, you know, got a little shaky there in the, in the bottom of the ninth, but, um, you know, Jackson Stevens wore one like an absolute champ that I still don't know how he stayed Off on his the feet. Head. Yeah, wild stuff. Wild stuff, but hey, I, know, I, I forget the exact road. quote, but I, I saw that he had said something to the effect of, like, if if I'm on the ground, like that's when you know I'm in trouble. <laughs> and yeah. and if you look at it, he took a comebacker off of his forehead, and he never went down. Yeah, somehow. I, I don't know. I crouched. still don't know. That. Like, yeah. how tough of a dude do you have to be to take a batted ball off the forehead and not even leave your feet? I, I, I can't even fathom that kind of toughness. Still have still have no idea. So yeah, I'm sure uh I'm sure Jackson will be in, in some sort of concussion protocol for uh for uh for a little bit, but glad to see that he's gonna be uh gonna be okay. All right, so we come back for the second game of the Cardinals series. This one was on Big Fox, and it was a uh, it was a back and forth affair. Uh, had uh, had a home run in the fourth from Travis Darno to get the scoring started and put the Braves up three to nothing before Michael Harris the second comes right behind him and drives in William Contreras, making it four to nothing uh, in the top of the fourth. Unfortunately, uh, Spencer Strider gave up a homer to Kin. How how do you say this guy's name? K N I Z N E R. Knizner, Knizner, someone that. Sure, whatever. That guy homered. We don't like him anyway. Braves were up four to two before uh, Riley hits a, a a ground rule double to score Matt Olson, uh, extending the lead to five to two. Uh, unfortunately, that's where things started to get a little bit hairy. In the bottom of the fifth, Nolan Arenado homers to left, scoring Paul Goldschmidt. It is now five to four. We go into the bottom of the ninth with the score still five to four. Braves. Kenley Jansen comes in for the save. And guys, Kenley didn't have a very good night. No. Um, so, so it, it looked off from the beginning and and I, I I forget who it was that reported this I think it was maybe Justin Toscano but he he didn't have his his cutter at all like he wasn't he, he didn't have it to the extent that he wasn't even trying to throw it he was on this night a sinker slider pitcher 
And Kenley Jansen, when relegated to using only his sinker and slider, is not a great pitcher. Uh, so it didn't go very well. Uh, only recorded one out, allowed two earned runs. Cardinals win six to five. Uh, hopefully we can, you know, go back to the lab, figure out what was wrong with the cutter that night, get that corrected before Kenley's next outing. Um, because Lord knows if we're going to make any kind of a run, we need to do it with Kenley Jansen. Yeah, I, I, I did. So I did not get to watch it. Uh, I had a family thing, had a family event going on um, last night, so I did not get to see the the implosion. But um, it was it was, and I won't I won't sugarcoat it. It it was as bad as he has looked as a brave. Yeah, yeah, and, and no, and no closer's perfect by any means, you know. But it's just, I don't know. I, it's one of those situations, and I've talked about it on the show before, where the moment that he got in trouble, I wish there had been some kind of, you know, some kind of reaction from from the bench. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what the correct answer is, and do you go yank him, you know, with two on in a jam like that and only up one run? Do you yank him as soon as the game is tied? Um, I'm I'm not that guy. Like if if you're in an elimination game in the postseason, absolutely. Um, and, and I'm not discounting the importance of this game against the Cardinals in the regular season, but um, obviously we're in a, a division race. Every game counts big. But I'm of the opinion that Kenley has has earned the right to at least try to fight himself out of that kind of a jam, at least in a regular season situation. Um, there is n- absolutely no guarantee that if you go to min- to uh, n- not mentor, I'm sorry, if you go to Matzik in that situation, you know, with one or two outs and runners on in the ninth, uh, that that's going to end the way you want it to. Like the, I, I've seen a ton of people on the internet, you know, bemoaning, not putting in a different reliever at that point. But I mean, it, there's, there's no guarantee that's going to work either, guys. And then if it doesn't work, then that looks like a bad decision. So um, I, I'm, I'm, I showered this one off this morning. I am not, nece- I'm not worried about Smith's decision making, nor am I worried about Kenley's cutter uh, until they give me more reason to be. Right, and I think, I think my point that I was just getting at is, you know, and like I said, I've mentioned it before, is, is the whole killer instinct thing that I wish sometimes it felt like this team would have that a little bit more. But again, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the proper answer is there. Like it sucks that it happens, but it happens to every closer and you know, you just got to brush it off. Yep. Yep. So that leads us into the game that we are currently following along with. Uh, we, as, as you guys probably know, we record on Sunday evenings. Well, the Braves played the St. Louis Cardinals in Sunday night baseball tonight. Uh, so far, uh, it has been a, uh, a, a another back-and-forth affair. Uh, started the scoring in the sixth inning uh, with Lars Newtbar homering to left. Uh, Arenado tacks on another one, driving in, uh, driving in Donovan, before Dansby Swanson comes in in the seventh inning and hits a three-run blast to right center field to give the Braves the 3-2 lead. Unfortunately, Edmund homered off of Minter in the eighth end of the game. As we sit in the eighth inning, 
is tied at three. Uh, Adam Wainwright had the start for the Cardinals, uh, looked very good in his his outing. Uh, six and two-thirds innings allowed eight hits, two earned runs, and four strikeouts. Uh, meanwhile, we had a start from Jake Odorizzi, who also had a pretty solid outing. Five and two-thirds innings, four hits, two earned runs, one walk, and four strikeouts for Jake. Cam, uh, while we're following along with this, you found a Dansby Swanston statistic that our friend Kevin McAlpin had posted. Could you uh, could you share that with the class, please? I uh, sure can. So coming from our friend Kevin McAlpin, 34 of Dansby's career 94 home runs have now come in the seventh inning or later. Additionally, 35 of his lifetime homers have either tied the game or given the Braves the lead. That's insane, man. Like, like consider how many of those undoubtedly came during his hitting slumps. Uh, I, I mean, he's clutch, guys. Dansby is clutch. It, it it is odd how I, I think I think like a couple of books have been written on this, you know, about the whole clutch gene scenario, about how some people, for whatever reason, psychologically, just have it, you know. Mm-hmm. Ball game. I don't. I don't uh oh. Yeah. I think Cam's a pitcher too ahead of me. Yeah. Uh, as we are watching, AJ Minter is pitching in the bottom of the eighth to Nolan Arenado. I'm seeing it at a one-two count with runners on first and second and one out. Here's the pitch. Fouled off. We are now at one and two again. Oh, you, let, 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 let me let me let me just let me just catch you up because you're way behind. Uh, Paul O'Neill just hit a oh, three-run okay. homer to dead center. Six, oh, damn it. six to three Cardinals. Anyway, all right. Well, we're not going to stick around and recap the rest of that game because it doesn't seem like it's going to end well, and we don't want to end this historic episode of the Chatting Average pod podcast on a sad note. Taking a quick look ahead, we've got a three-game set at home against the Rockies, followed by three games against the Marlins. We are looking at 7.20 start times for all of them up until next Sunday. It's a 1.35 start on Sunday. Uh, we've got Freed and Urania going in Colorado on Tuesday, Wright and Feltner on Wednesday, uh, and Strider and Cool on Thursday. On Friday, we'll be seeing Morton against the Red Hot Sandy Alcantara, Jaco Dorizzi going up against Cabrera, and the Sunday matchup is going to be Max Freed against Pablo Lopez. Should be some good ones. <laughs> All right, so before we go, we have to remind you, as always, that Chatting Average is brought to you by Sports Drink. Sports Drink is your digital water cooler. They are a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection between sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite teams, so find them online at sportsdrink.org or follow them on social, Instagram or Twitter, at S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. That is like sports drink, just without the vowels. All we ask, Cam. Yes. That you close the door on the way out so we don't want to let the funk out. Only place you can take the funk is over to the Chatting Yard Studios. The funk starts on Thursday. All right, guys. Well, that does it for episode 100 of the Chatting Average podcast. 
It has been a hell of a ride for the last 100 episodes, and we can't wait to see what the next 100 have in store. So, for Mr. Cam Matthews, my name is Alex. We will see you all next week for another brand new episode of the Chatting Average Podcast. podcast brought to you by sports drink be sure to check out our merchandise store at teespring.com slash stores slash chatting average podcast and please consider becoming a patron of our show at patreon.com slash chatting average we'll see you next week for another brand new episode This is Corey Lester. Um, guys, you are the guys that I really come to when I need info on the Braves and just want to know anything Braves-related. So just thought I'd ask you, um, is there any way you could rank the Braves players based on cock size? Um, just putting a little, little project together for my wife and just thought anything would help, anything to point me in the right direction. Um, also, just let me know if you ever need a flirting buddy. Praise the Lord! <laughs>